Earth 2020. Society is in ruins and a virus runs rampant among the world's humble citizens. They are lost. In these dark times, three wayward nerds cross paths at the House of India and realize they are destined to be friends. And so they be. This is their story. The story of the side quest. Oh, I mean, sorry, not Lucas. Luke. It's fine either way. I don't care. I don't understand why you'd be upset about Lucas when you put it as your username on everything. So I'm not. Like, I, I don't. The only reason is because he was like. The way Matt made it sound was that you got extremely upset. Well, I, you know, because Matt himself <laughs> is the one who, who's like, wait, your name's not Lucas? And I'm like, no. I don't care. Like, yeah, I just at this point embraced it. Ironically, Lucas is the nickname. Luke is my real name. I've, I've elongated my name. That is. that. Yeah, you've, un, you've unshortened it. Yeah. Well, Which again, is, I think the word is lengthened. I like elongated a bit better. Elongated. Welcome to the Back to the Side Quest podcast, everybody. My name Welcome is Welcome to the Back Welcome. of the Side Quest podcast. <laughs> backside. Welcome to the backside of this quest. Uh, Welcome to the Luke ass of the Side Quest. <laughs> I'm Matt. I'm BJ. I'm Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> or Luke, it's up to you. We... Have been playing some Final Fantasy. Luke brought his Final Fantasy shirt and his Final Fantasy game. He didn't wear it. He just brought it. <laughs> yeah, I'm shirtless right now. Hell yeah. You guys get to picture what that looks like. I'm With sorry. With all of his tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> all of his zero tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> he just has one big sonic you on his chest. Mm. It's going to happen. <laughs> I, we'll see. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I brought it over because uh, BJ got to play the demo. Because uh, I let him play it over at my, my house. And then uh, I, I, I told Matt, I was like, let's get you to do it. And Matt was receptive. He was like, yeah, let's do it. I'll, I'll try it. Mm-hmm. And It we, was fun. Yeah, we went through the... There's just a lot of questions I had. Well, and this is... this is A lot of these games are kind of that, where you, they just kind of put you into this world, and like throughout playing it, you kind of would learn more about it. So like they, they will drop like a name here, but it's like in, in, a, in a few cutscenes later, they'll kind of explain it more in depth. Because like... The one thing this game does really well is that they don't have a character just start telling you. Like, no one turned to Clive and go, oh, it's the Empire. You know, those guys that do this thing. Like, they never do that in this game. And I'm like, good. I'd rather it be more, I'd rather it feel natural. Because, like, clearly Clive knows who the Empire is. We don't. But, like, the but game will Clive. kind of... <laughs> Shut up. Uh, well, Clive also has a thing called the real-time lore page that you refuse to read, so... <laughs> well, he, well, his whole thing is, why would I read it when I have two nerds here who probably can answer it for me? Yeah, that's way Which better. BJ doesn't know much more than you. I know a lot more, and I'm trying not well, to spoil shit. I'm able to answer his questions about past games, at least. Yeah, which, yeah. that's been the mo- that's actually been my most fun part about talking to Final Fantasy with Matt, is he's like, yeah, but, like, so where does this take place, like, in the time? It doesn't. It's its own thing. Well, but you, you guys are talking about, like, Ifrid and, and Phoenix. Yeah, those are in other games. And, like, the confusion, you're like, wait, what? It, like, yeah, no, it's... That's why I like Final Fantasy. It's because it's it is, like, the probably the truest form of an anthology series. When is it going to be 
actual actually the final. the final fantasy yeah never never these make the first one was supposed to be that game creator's final fantasy uh, because it was like if they, i don't make a good game i have to go back to being like a salary man yeah it was going to be the last game that uh, sakaguchi and his team developed suck my gucci <laughs> <laughs> oh, Saki's Gucci, dude. Uh, the uh, but no, they 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 named it Final Fantasy. It's like this is the last one, and like they fully expected it to be the last one. It wasn't like the last hurrah, like this is our last chance. It's like this is the last game I'm gonna make because clearly people don't like my games. So, but I want to make one more, and he did, and then it blew up and became a, the mega hit that we know it is today. And then they just kept getting better and better until 7 was the one that broke it into the U.S. like heavily. Like obviously they had like 6 and 4 and whatnot, with the, which in the U.S. because we didn't get Final Fantasy 2, 3, or 5. So for the U.S. version of 4, it was called 2. And the U.S. version of 6 was called 3. Weird. Yeah. Well, because the Japan straight up was like, we don't think Americans can handle this, this uh, complex uh, systems of RPGs. Now, Which means has a kid? any of the other games been like the playstyle of this one? No. 15 tried and failed. 15 was the closest in terms of mainline. Why did it fail? Because they'd never made an action game before. Not like that. And even like the original Crisis Core was like a very stilted, stiff action game where you had to wait. Like, you pre- like, you, like it wasn't combos. Like, the original Crisis Core, their action was like, you press a button, and then... That one button press was one move. So if that was a sword swipe, that was your one sword swipe. And you can't, like, combo them together. You just have to wait for the animation to end. Then you can use another move. And it was like, that was their action. 15 was kind of action-y, but the way the game played is you're supposed to hold the attack button down and have the character attack. And then move the stick to do your combos. So, like, if you do it left, he'll dodge to the left while swiping. If you hold it back, he'll jump backwards in the air and warp forward. And it's like, that was how that game played. This is the first game, like, mainline, that has been, like... Is it a different studio? It's all under Square Enix. They just have different development teams. So the team working on 16 is are the ones who worked on the MMO Final Fantasy 14. Okay. So they have, And this is their first time doing a single-player No, But 14 has a different play style. 14 is, a, is an MMO. Yeah, but it has a different play style. Yes. Than, yes. Okay. It, is a, it is a hot bar, like, hot... It plays more oh. like Xenoblade, but, like... The MMO version of that, which Xenoblade is just an offline version of that style of gameplay, okay. but it's all about cooldown timers and, you know, having tanks and healers and DPS people and all this stuff. That's 14's combat system. And you have, like, in 14, you can you, you like... Create a character, pick a class. Pick a class. Yeah. Okay. And your classes, obviously, you have your Dark Knights, which are tanks, uh, Dragoons or DPS, White Mage or healers. Uh, and then you have some other, like, t- I think technical other ones as well. Because there's four classes. Or, like, four roles, I guess. There's a shit ton of classes. But they've all been, like, they've all, for the most part, been different. It, at least starting with ten. Final Fantasy 1 through 9, at least combat-wise, was very similar. 1 through 3 were traditional turn-based games. 4 through 9 was a variation of this called the Active Time Battle, where you still were doing your turn-based style of, like, press attack, use items, whatever, but you you had to wait for a bar to fill up before you could move. And then so could the enemy. So you couldn't sit there and plan your strategies out because the enemy could just keep making attacks. Like a live alive. Yeah, very similar to Live Alive. But but instead, like, you know, in Live Alive you could stand there and like think your thing through. In Final Fantasy, that bar that was filling fills while you're waiting. So the enemy could make continuous attacks at you uh, if you decided just to like leave the controller down. 
So you had to kind of quick think while doing turn-based style combat. Gotcha. And then 10 went with a, the... Well, I forget what theirs is actually called, but it's like an actual turn order style yeah. of turn-based. Like initiative order? Pretty much. And then it, it, it was based on your speed stat. So whoever had the higher speed stats would go first. And then in, if you use like a special move that would make your character have to have like a cooldown period, then they would go late, later in the turn order. So like you could change the order up. So it's like, all right, right now it's my character... Two enemies go, then my healer goes, then the, and you could like switch that around depending on the moves you used and debuffs and whatnot. Eleven was an MMO as well. Twelve was whatever twelve was. I forget that combat system. It was a gambit system, but I don't know how to explain it. I don't know. I never really played twelve. And yeah, then thirteen was again trying to be turn based but different. And then yeah, so they've obviously had side games that have been action oriented, but this is the first time where they're like, fuck it, we want to make a true to form action game like fast paced yeah and the first final fantasy was on what system nes yeah oh i heard the dmc guy said that this game was his magnum opus which makes me go like you quitting dog i hope not i i honestly i kind of hope that if if he gets another crack at a mainline game to instead go the dragon's dogma route of combat where it's like more like grounded yeah because i like this one don't get me wrong but, like, if you're going to do a next one where it's, like, we're going to give you, like, full party control, full everything, but you don't want to do seven remakes combat, do Dragon's Dogma. Because mm. I think that's stellar. But, yeah, series has been... Final Fantasy is probably my, my, my favorite game series of all time, just due to that fact of... I can kind of get whatever I want out of here. Like, there's tactics games, there's action games, there's... I mean, Dissidia is kind of an arena fighter. Yeah. Uh, you've got your traditional turn-based... And then all the stories, like, I mean, the whole, like, the memes and, like, the, the tropes of JRPGs are kind of started by FF set, like, Final Fantasy. Like, starting out killing goblins and rats in a sewer, and then your, your final boss is God. Like, that's been, like, Final Fantasy kind of started that, that trend that a lot of JRPGs kind of followed. Yeah. But they're phenomenal games. I'd like to know, like, fully, like, what what you both are thinking of 16 so far. Like, you got to play the, the demo. You're a little further now, BJ. Like, what are you guys feeling about this game? Like, Matt, if you want to go, like, what... Yeah, yeah. Of, um, of the two hours you played, so story and characters, gameplay, like... I do... That, I like think? the story, and I've, like, seen little bits of, like, Final Fantasy movies that are, you know, the compilations on YouTube where it's, they just say, like, FF whatever movie, you know. Um, and this one, definitely, when you said... Like it, they, you know, all the the writers were looking at Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings, Berserk. I was like, I've I see those influences and I like it. Mm. Um, so that's cool. Um, yeah, I I think it's really cool. The the combat system doesn't feel too difficult. Um, and I do like in in menus like you know when there's things where you can like pick up gear and and like get upgrade gear and and all that kind of stuff. So that's a, exciting. Uh, to see, um, you know, so far, you know, being the first, honestly, the first Final Fantasy game I played, I think this is, you know, don't think I'm going to go back and play any of the other ones, but I'm happy with the, how this one's going so far. And I'm excited to, you know, watch BJ play more and, and then possibly play, play my own playthrough. How you, how you liking us so far, BJ? I fucking love it. Like, obviously we've talked about this ad nauseum, but 15 came out. And I was 
like fresh out of high school, didn't have anything going on in my life except for looking forward to Final Fantasy 15. And then I played it and beat it on version one and uh, terrible, terrible experience for me. Did you ever go back and do the Royal Edition? I didn't finish Royal, but I did play it and I was like, okay, this is somewhat better. I, I think that'd be a fun one to do for the channel. Like it's like a, a redo of like, this is the game now. Yeah. Cause I, I think it's definitely to me, Final Fantasy 15 when it launched, uh, was like a five or six out of ten. It was okay at best. I liked the characters, but that was it. Royal Edition is like seven or eight now, where it's like okay. The the one thing that I really noticed between the two is that this feels like an actual lived-in world, and in fifteen, it's like you can encounter a level eighty like world-ending boss like ten feet from a gas station, and it's like why does the gas station still exist if there's people walking around it constantly? And monsters are just able to attack whenever. So that, this game heavily deals in that sort of thing. There's castles, big walls to keep out the monsters. You know, there's a big thing about the monsters migrating that I've already seen. And that, it feels real and lived in. And I really like that. Um, so far, I really like, you know, some of the characters that they've spotlighted. Like, Clive is awesome, obviously. Torgal's the best dog ever. And then I'm really starting to like Sid in this last little bit that I played because I didn't get to see much of him in the demo. You got to play the little uh, part that was like, here's the battle sequence, which you will not have those two uh, summon abilities at that point, so you're still just going to rock Phoenix for a while. I can do that. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I, I really enjoy how they're doing Sid. He's like the best guy so far. Love that he's still smoking like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Still a snarky asshole, but with a heart of gold. And uh, can't wait to see where it goes. I'm very excited to see how this fucking Icon of Fire shit plays out in the next... I'm sure that gets some kind of answer in this next Icon fight, right? Kind of. Okay, then that's enough I, for I, me. I'm going I'm to be real with you. This some, One of my favorite things about this game is how, in my opinion at least, how well-paced the story is. Sometimes there's some, like, obviously they do this, like, the RPG thing where, like, here's this big thing that happened. Go talk to characters and let's, like, bring 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 the energy back down for a little bit. And, like, those can get annoying where you're like, no, no, keep the story going. Momentum. But, like, it, I like them because it, it's a good, like, palate cleanser of, like, let's talk to characters. Let's get, you know, let's slow it down just a bit. I mean, I, I do like that, that part that we saw earlier yeah. where uh, Clive goes with... Sid for the first time and he's like just come with us we're not gonna make you join us or whatever you can just chill out for a while and then you get to see that little compound that he's built up and everything I really enjoyed that I love the Moogle design in this one very fluffy yeah very fluffy I love a good fluffy <laughs> Moogle but uh, I, I will say this is I love this game I'm like I'm like th- 25 maybe 25 hours into this game and I have only done three major boss fights. Well, no, I guess four. But did, you said that you were, felt like you were close to finishing the game. 25. Th- yeah, it's about to beat the... Because I've started to skip side quests. If you're going to do side quests and side content, then it's about... The developer said about 80 hours. If you're just beelining story shit, it's about 30, 40 hours maybe. That, to me, that doesn't I, feel like a lot. I guess it depends, because a general Final Fantasy game is going to be about 40 hours. I think that's perfect, because with so many other things vying for my time, I'd rather just play a game and finish it and be content. Well, like, how long... This just kind of puts it into perspective. 
How long were like some of your Yakuza plays playthroughs? My longest one was Yakuza Zero because I was trying to do literally everything, and that was like a hundred hours. But they average. If you're gonna when, when if, I stop doing, if you're gonna run story in Yakuza, thirty hours. Yeah. When you start adding all of the side quests, all the side games, side mini games, whatever, yeah. that's when it can get long. But like a Yakuza game is like twenty-five to thirty hours long in terms of story. Which is about the same thing here. The, the difference is, I've been doing. The thing is, I say that I'm almost done, but this game has a thing where I'm like, this is clearly like final boss is next. And then they go, no, you've got more story. So I say I'm almost done. But you could be like. I could still be 30 hours away. Like, I have no fucking clue. Yeah. Like, I did a boss fight where I'm like, this could have been just the final boss of another game, but it's not. Like, I still have to go to this section and do this. And I'm like, and in, again, in my head, Clearly, I'm almost done, but apparently, like, I, I could be wrong, because I said that about the Titan fight, and I was like, well, clearly, I'm almost done, and then the game goes, no, we got more. Yeah. Like, there's a character who is, like, one of your main antagonists who you will not see for about 20 hours of the game. Damn. Like, he just doesn't show up or have a speaking role until after the Titan fight, and I go, fuck, right, you're in this game. And then he becomes, like, bad guy. And mm -hmm. I'm like, got it, cool. But no, this game... I love how it's paced because the way like the story goes, it feels like it feel like like what BJ was saying, like very lived in. Like it's kind of the same vibe where it's like this story isn't being rushed, but it's not it's not padded out to the point where you're just like, all right, Jesus Christ, like go. It's it's a believable like, oh, this is what we're doing, and like you're you're about to get to a point, BJ, where like the game will go, hey. Before I help you, how about you help me? And you immediately go, oh, fuck, it's one of these side quests. I got to do a thing. And the game will cut immediately. And, and then it's Clive and Sid going, man, that was hard, huh? And they just move past it and go, look, they did the thing. We don't have to make you do it. And you just now go. That's and I'm nice. like, good. Some, and all the side stuff, or like anytime the game slows down, it's to kind of build up characters and build up lore. And so I've, and I love that type of, like, type of shit. I like to learn more about the world, learn more about the characters. And that's the best time to do it. So yeah, I love this game. This game is great. The, I, are I, do, are you? Do you think it's game of the year for you? For me, so far, yes. Okay. But that's because, like, like I said before, where it's like this game is quite literally hitting. It's targeting my taste specifically. It's like action, dark fantasy, to the point where even with boss fights, like they're like there is a God of War style giant like mountain of a man boss fight that the whole time my mouth is open just like what the fuck am i doing it was so great and like i ended that and i'm like this is the fucking best game i've ever played which not really i have i do have some gripes with it and it is some of the rpg side of this game like this which game does what can you so the biggest thing is like what you were talking about like oh the the rpg elements like the gear and stuff this game is very aggressively just big number equals better gear there's really not a lot of nuance of like, well, this gear does this differently than this but one. But really, it has better, like, poison resistance, yeah. so actually it's better. So, the, yeah, this this is not that. It is very clearly just like, this sword is better, equip it. Yeah, I like that shit. The, there is one, so far I've, I've seen one sword that's like, well, this sword does better stagger damage, but it's like, I don't care. I I think... Other than that, that's been, that's been my one gripe because... Um, I do like kidding out a character specifically, and like maybe if if they would have had like a bit more variance to the weapon system or the or the whatever you have, then maybe I would have been like, okay, 
this is better and I would have kitted out my character better, but for the most part it is just like when it comes to like that, like in games that implement sort of like gear and even like crafting and like upgrading gear, um, you know, it's not a very translatable to other games that have gear, you know, but I think one of my favorite ones to do that was Fallout 4. I, because it had to do with so much of like, okay, well, what perks are you taking? What your What is your play style? And then you're like, okay, now you can find weapons that you like, and then you can also, you can turn them into like, you can do like, you know, cryo, like, you know, you can customize a bunch, you know, do you like doing like down, you know, do you want mm. to use scopes? Like, I liked that it, it so much. It also made use of all the, like, because Bethesda games are notorious for just all the shit that you can pick up in that game where they're like, that can be used for your weapon. Mm -hmm. And it's like sick. So I was picking up everything, everything. Yeah. to like then break it down into I, I was materials constantly, for my shit. constantly Over addicted, yeah. I was addicted like, to uh, the, what's the drug that helps you like, gives you strength so you can carry Jet more. or whatever. Jet? What? Jet? No, what? not Jet. Is it Jet? Yeah. No. No, Jet. It's a different one, but it's a drug. Psycho? You can, no, it's a drug you can take to like, I think it was carry. Jet. I think Jet was the one. Psycho's the one that made you stronger oh, in battle. And, oh, you, and you would go berserk. Yeah, berserk. then it was Jet. Yeah, Jet yeah, was I the was one always where you, yeah. addicted to Jet. Always, because I was like, always trying so to carry that, more stuff. That's, that's a really fun thing to talk about, because like... Western, that's exactly what I'm super stoked in Starfield, is yeah. all of this stuff. Because, uh, you know, it, it's that, that, that... I just know there's going to be a drug that you can take called Spice. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's the Don't play sound style. Don't so excited, BJ. The play style that is that is you, you can you can customize it to the way you play, mm -hmm. and that's my favorite. Is it? It's so up to the because then you what you were saying earlier is that kind of Japanese style games are very story driven, linear. No, you don't choice that you're go you're in a story that they're telling. And for the most, and it's not it's not even just because like Final like older Final Fantasy like specifically like five. Five's whole combat system, like the story is linear, you're point A, point B, point C, there's no divergences. Like you can do some side quests and side stuff, sure, but it's go through the story. But the combat system is probably something you'd be more interested in. It's still turn-based, but it's the idea of like, you have a job system, and so every time you do a job, if you master it, you can take the that job-specific like ability and use it on any other jobs. So you're like, let me play as every single class that I can and then build my character with all these different moves that I want to use and that becomes your combat system of like, all right, well, I'm going to build this DPS style character who's really good at healing or I'm going to do all this and you can build that around all these different jobs uh -huh. and that's that's where the player choice comes into in terms of like a Japanese game. 16 is an action game first and action games tend to be like pick the moves you want so like you'll you'll see it the more like abilities you get over time but like in 16 it's more about like all right so you're going to be doing the same general combos but then you add in like all your cooldowns where it's like all right use the cyclone which is an AoE attack use um there's one you get called the Willow Wikes where it's like you get pretty much give I yourself think a shield. Experiencing a good combination of both the style of like you get to customize stuff more for what you want, but also it's a fighting game was God of War because mm -hmm. I was like all about the runes and you could add the different runes and choose different abilities and then the yeah, it's like so it gave me a little bit of both of like they, it's more they, about fighting styles and, and combos hmm. and movesets, but you get to like do a little bit of customization on like what move sets you like using. The uh, the direct or the main scenario writer of this game 
and my hero I think is what his name is he had talked about how much he loved 2018's God of War and you can I think he probably is the same thing where he's like hey anybody else play this game and probably other devs in the team are like yeah and they're like yeah do some shit like that because the, the gear system specifically is like that where it's just like you're gonna pick the best shit that's just better but like it is kind of just like I don't know, it's very simple, because God of Wars is very simplified, versus like a Starfield or a Western uh-huh. RPG, when it's like, this is an action game that has RPG elements, that's what 16 is trying to be, versus this but is But still, RPG. God of War, you'd be like, okay, I'm gonna find these these items, so then I can get these runes, and then with these runes, I can choose, I can get like a rune that upgrades this moveset, because I really like using it, or I really love like doing like the perfect parry that gives me this and now this rune gives me extended time on the slow motion you're like you I, can build it a little bit to how you your place I've been, is i've been doing at least where i'm at now they have the hunts where like these high higher level enemies that have longer health bars and they drop like special loot i'm trying to 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 get the excalibur sword which is this final fantasy staple uh uh but i have to beat i forget what i need specifically but i'm trying to find it um, but like that's kind of where I'm starting to get the RPG stuff, where it's like, all right, build this this sword you want, or this this bracelet, or this belt you need, and then it's like, you, but you need specific materials that are from specific enemies, so that's where you're gonna have to go out and find them and go out and explore and stuff. And like, there are places when you explore, like where, because right now Clive's in his 20s. There's a point where the game will go. No, now he's in his 30s. There's a time skip. Yep. And uh, another one. Another one, yeah. Uh, they they said beforehand, yeah, that this game was supposed to take place at three stages of his life, which is 15, 28, and 33, I think. Dude, speaking of DJ Khaled, he, he's kind of unhinged. Yeah. Yeah, we when I was hanging out with everybody at camp, we watched a compilation of DJ Khaled Snapchat stories and the whole fucking jet ski arc where he just gets lost at night. Yeah, hilarious. It's hilarious. Well, like, I just always just thought he was just DJ Khaled and he was just another rapper and producer and he's but, not a rapper he, he doesn't not rap, rap. He, he just, he just he says just his produced. own name yeah sorry sorry just a producer and is sometimes featured on tracks and uh you know we the best music and uh another one but he's kind of got like Britney Spears vibes yeah like I saw one where he like he, he's just like there's something up with him there's something wrong with him yeah, watching those Snapchats, it was kind of sad because it's like he's always taking pictures of his mansion and everything, and he's like, this is what it's all about, and no one's ever there with him. And he's like always outside in the hot tub, like dancing to music, and he turns around and nobody's like in the pool at all. He's just constantly alone. DJ Khaled, if you're listening, we we would gladly... We would gladly move you. into your mansion with you. Or just hang out. If you want to hang out, we would gladly. Yeah. You're Yeah. I didn't say anything about you being unhinged or weird. <laughs> Just what did that hour? But yeah, <laughs> FF16 is great, and that's that's my game of the year. DJ Khaled, <laughs> Snapchat stories fire. His most recent album was kind of whatever. I didn't even know he had come out with an album. Yeah, he um, always comes out with one, and it's always like I think gets overlooked because people just listen to the singles. Yeah, because that's all he's really good at, and then they move on. I just remember that. Tyler, the creator, put out Igor, and DJ Khaled got so pissed because Igor made number one. And DJ Khaled, who's always about we the best, we number one, it got number two. And he got he went on, on, on a rant 
like pretty much saying like I don't, I don't get it this is that mysterious music you know I make music you hear in the car you hear in a barbershop you hear at the store I ain't hearing none of this other weird shit you don't hear that there so I don't get it and he's like he's pretty much saying like I make poppy music you're some weird indie shit why are you getting number one type you know yeah and he got he, he, he and then apparently Billboard I guess fixed it and he was like, yeah, I don't know how, what, what happened, but he was like... He threatened them, probably. Yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. But it, and, and he, like, he, he tweeted out, he's like, glad to see we're back to where we need to be, where things are where they should be. Kind of like uh, Clive's mom. Uh, oh my gosh. But uh, no, like, that was the most like, unhinged he got, where I was like... Can we just drop the pretense and stop trying to tie DJ Khaled to FF16, please? Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I mean, Don't I'm gonna be honest. I could just. I know what our thumbnail is gonna be for this. Episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have a lot of fun making this thumbnail. Jesus, I. <laughs> this could be great. DJ uh, Khaled is the icon of fire. Uh, <laughs> we the best icon. Other than that, you haven't been doing nope, anything. Not at no, all. Not, not a, a single, single thing, thing at all. It's just DJ, been Final he's been Fantasy. playing a lot of Fallout Bunker. Yeah, Fallout Shelter, thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it's a lot more fun than when it came out, I'll say that. I got a new tablet, so I've just been trying some stuff on there. Um, Nia Reincarnation looks so fucking good on there. I w- I'm very impressed with your tablet, because, again, like, usually with tablets, there's, like, a threshold to meet of, like, how much you need to spend for it to be halfway decent. And... This one, uh, you know, is below what I believe that threshold to be, and the screen looks incredible. It's a 2K panel. Nice. So and I, it comes with he he's all he's using that that little pen, that little pin. I just use it as a stylus because it came with it. I don't draw, so <laughs> I just use that to tap my skills in near. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've been playing a lot of Fallout Shelter, a lot of um, you know near reincarnation. I was trying to get the new Abyssal character, but they just decided to fuck me on that, I guess. How'd they fuck you? Well, I spent a hundred summons on it, and it didn't give me dick. So that was fun. And then <laughs> I started playing uh, Honkai Star Rail a little bit. And, that's, and Grounded. Yeah, I did play Grounded. Which was very like out of the blue, because I'm... Almost offended because because I've been like, hey BJ, we are no. Under the same I've room. been like, no, let's no, play grounded. You have no, I was, I was the uh, first one no to ever say way. that. Luke, no, tell way. him. Yeah, and then I was like, I'd be happy to play grounded if you could get on your Steam Deck because that's the only thing. And even then, though you have another my one of my PCs, and then your... I got grounded when like days ago, and I told you, I no, said, you didn't. I said grounded's on sale for twenty three ninety nine. I got it, and then you were like. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> You were doing some dumb ADHD shit. (laughs) (laughs) So I've been playing a little bit of Grounded, and it's great. I can see the obsidian bones in there. I love finding big juice boxes and soda cans. Okay, so we're... Okay, that's what we're going to be playing. Because I've been... What I've thought, I've been the one who's been trying to push us playing Grounded. Because I was like, hey, we live in the same house. I said Grounded forever ago. Like the night that we recorded Sonic Adventure 2, I said, let's play Grounded. Well, to be fair, we we had that idea. We all had the idea because we were all playing Fortnite. I'm so offended. (laughs) Okay, I can can say it right now. We all all had the idea because I was like, because we were talking about what other games. No, 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 no
good. So I'm How on your dare side. you? Shut up. No, because <laughs> we were playing Fortnite, and I was saying we need to play more games because like we were playing, and I was like, we need to do other games for the channel. Let's just play other games. And Matt brought in Divinity, which we did try, and it didn't work. Uh, and then BJ was the one who said Grounded. Is that my, is that my record? Is that, that's, <laughs> that's on my track record. Well, we tried. He recommended Divinity. <laughs> Wasn't good. <laughs> Yeah, I just don't think it's BJ's. And then BJ, game. It's BJ claims not. to have recommend, have asked to play grounded one time, and it's corroborated by the one other person here that isn't you. BJ brought BJ was the one who brought it up. I will say the reason you probably think that is because Matt, you love the idea enough that you're like, yeah, no, that actually be really cool. And like, I thought of this. <laughs> <laughs> this idea is so great that I thought of it. Nobody else could have thought of this but me. But uh, no. <laughs> I will it's say that person that lies to himself so much <laughs> that they actually believe the lie. Well, and I th- I think it's also that you My dad does work at Nintendo. <laughs> well, could you imagine? <laughs> like you fully start believing like the bullshit. You're like, no, dude, I like he works there. Like, that actually happened to Joey. My dad works really? at Nintendo and he, he told me that <laughs> his dad used to tell him all the time that his uncle worked for Rare. And <laughs> he, he used to get all these like Banjo kazooie shirts. And like VHS tapes of all the trailers and everything, like pre-release the trailers. Dad kept on buying them. It was just a guy that like made bootleg stuff, <laughs> and he just found out like this year, and he was like, "I just found out my uncle didn't work for Rare," and I'm like shattered. <laughs> it's like no, my your uncle's worked at like the post your uncle op- worked at the post <laughs> office. Your uncle worked at Radio Shack for, for forty years. <laughs> Fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I love I love to think about how many people he told while he was working at GameStop. Like, he actually, t- yeah, my, my uncle works here. Like, he told all three, me, Devony, and Taylor, at least. Well, I'm talking customer base. Like, how many customers he lied to just because of a, of a little bit of a misinformation from his That's dad. That's true. Once, like, at least, well, Joey would have been not a kid. But when you're a kid and, like, you have one cool thing going for you, that's, like, your personality. That's your thing. Yeah, that's your thing. You meet another 11-year-old, you're like, yeah, dude, my uncle works at Rare. <laughs> oh, you don't know what that is? <laughs> Fucking normie. <laughs> what, uh, ha- I don't know if we, t- we know we talked about on the Metal Gear uh, playthrough, but you beat Ghostwire as well, right? I did. And I've had time to sit on it now. You can really see the rush development in that ending. <laughs> <coughs> Would you you played it, it right? Worth it? The, for a gameplay standpoint, yeah. I mean, I started. What was it. the price point at it for like right? It's like sixty days. bucks. Still? Well, I don't know about still, but it's sixty dollars with a bunch of content. I think I bought it at twenty. So twenty dollars is probably a fair price for it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. It's it's just like I don't want to pay for an unsatisfying ending, and that's what. Yeah, I got. that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, it wasn't even upsetting. It was just like okay. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I, I it sucks because that the game like seems rad as hell. I mean, I I love the gameplay loop of it. It's fucking awesome. All the enemy designs are really cool. The environment is amazing. I just wish that they had been given what they needed to be able to push it through to the end that they foresaw. We we were talking about uh, what's the the name of the dog in FF sixteen Torgal Torgal you know we were saying how how great he is it would be fun to do an episode 
of just like an- boys or best animal, animal companions. Yes, that'd be really I, fun. So playing playing sixteen reminds me of when I first played Fallout uh, three because when I first found dog meat in that game, he never left my like party or like he was always my companion every single time. Because I the, again I mean, traveling in, animal in, companion in, is great, and then in four MSG five. Yeah. Yep, MSG MS oh. Metal Gear Solid. MGS. Metal Solid Gear. MGS5. Always had. <laughs> MSG. That's the shit they uh, put oh in my gosh, dude. Diddy. Yeah, dummy dog. Diddy, stay out of my laboratory. The best. Honestly, though, like, Quiet's a fine companion. She's, she's my she's favorite animal companion. She's a hella fine companion. But. Time dogs well, way. There's some. There's something about an animal companion where you're just like you can. Also, his ability to just show you everybody on the map with like, because quiet could do that. Yeah. But you'd have to like go to the map and select just tell the her to do it. Yeah, but select you, the, the dog area. will just be like they're all right here. Yeah, you would just walk up to it and he'd be like there they are. <laughs> and then you can command the dog to kill a guy with a knife. It's that one was and he puts it in his hand. He goes, <laughs> so good. Jumps up and does a flip. <laughs> Animal companion, yeah, that'd be a really fun one to do. That like, would be really best fun one. animal companions. Yeah, because like if you actually go down the list, like, that could be like a, a pet. We could honestly, we could core that whenever and just be like on some national pet day. Pet day, I yeah. think that's a thing. I mean, it's got there's to please everybody. There's always a national something day. Yeah, you know, well, we could also do it on National Best Friends Day. Because, yeah, we can talk about best friends, but everybody's going to talk about best friends. Why don't we talk about the bestest of friends, which yeah, is but damn I, okay, animals. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something yeah? that might be, that is a hot take that might, might I know, canceled. Some, we'll know that oh. some people that we know closely would probably get a little offended by. Oh? But, it's, it's not, it's, is there's, to a point, there's like, I know that Carmen loves Lance. Mm-hmm. And Lance is a good boy. He's a good dog. But the people that are like, like I'm that is my son, my child, and like, like who, like that to me, who like who, who genuinely believe that they understand child rearing <laughs> because of their pet. Yeah, that I I can agree with. That. I was gonna be like slightly offended myself because I can hang out with a dog way longer than I can hang out with anybody else. No, for sure. But you know, it's it's more it's the extreme of this person's like, no, I am a mother and have raised yeah. multiple human beings that are animals. <laughs> I'm like, okay. He's basically like a little boy. It's like, no. <laughs> yeah, that's that's cringe. Yeah. So, just wanted to put that out there. Sorry if that really offends somebody. Sorry we offended you. Yeah. Speaking of animals, I had to not. fight a spider earlier. Hell yeah. And uh, it wasn't like one of the big ones even. It was a fucking little baby spider. And it still wrecked my shit. Where? In uh, Grounded. Oh, yeah, dude. Those things. That's why Luke says he can't play that game. Yeah, like I said, I'm a little gonna be, pussy. I'm going to be a little bitch just building the base. That's it. Y'all it's, have fun out there. I haven't seen spiders in the dark. There's just a red no, around. No, so here, here's the first time I obviously you see the big spiders. I'm like, I'm just gonna walk around. The first time that I got like full like, I fucking hate this game. Me and my buddy Jonathan are playing it. It was like still in like early, early alpha or beta, whatever it was when it was just on Game Pass. Um, and me and him were playing it, and we were walking in this cave, and we're both just like, fuck it, we're just gonna go exploring caves. 
and all I heard, all I hear is like the spider like like hissing noise, and then one leg hit right in front of me. I fucking turned and ran, and my buddy and my buddy's like, "Where are you going?" And then immediately, I hear nothing except, "Oh fuck, fuck!" And like he's he's legitimately arachnophobic. Well, there's so like, many. The point there's where now it's like, so many different enemies and different types of spiders. Well, yeah, there's the Brood Queen now. There's like an actual boss fight, like a well, full raid boss style. Before, I like the ladybugs. Yeah, the ladybugs are cool. They. They've, Unless you hit them, don't they hit them. Have gen- they've like done so much for that game, and like <laughs> their roadmap is so genuinely impressive of like all the updates they did. Because when it first came out in beta, they were like, "I beat it," and then they're like, "Yep, this is it." And there was like only so many little bosses, like and but now they've like done so much. Yeah, there's it's just so the, flushed out now. That I, I kind of hate that they don't have nearly like they're flushed not nearly out, as popular. Not flushed out, sorry. I don't like that they're not nearly as popular as that, at least in terms of, like, the general public, because, like, Grounded and Sea of Thieves both have, like, a very dedicated player base that, like, they're putting out new content, and it gets really I think really Sea well. of Thieves is a, quite a bit bigger. Well, I'm saying, like, but, like, you never yeah, hear... no, for sure. It, they're, like, you, you almost never, weekly updates, like, it's... Well, like, you never hear Sea of Thieves getting brought up in, like, the live service discussion of, like... Any like when people talk about a good live service game, it's like they always bring up like oh well Fortnite and like well Destiny was good or this. No one ever brings up Sea of Thieves just being a dead like having as dedicated as a fan base it has, constant good updates. When it was when Great. Grounded was in an open beta, it had weekly like weekly yeah. updates. Like same with Grounded, like where these are live these are live service games and they're being put out and like people love them. Yeah, like sure, I guess they don't have a battle pass. I don't think, but like thank God. But like yeah. even still, I don't think that. I, like I think a game. I hope that m- dies. I hope we are able to get rid of battle passes. Once Fortnite stops doing it, it's gonna die. But even then, because it's gonna continue on, there's gonna be new variations. Because that's the thing. Every major multiplayer game has one. Call of Duty, Apex, Destiny, Fortnite. But uh, I mean, ba- there are aren't there like single player games that are doing battle passes now? Not that I know. Or season of. passes. That's what. Well, it is. season passes have been a thing forever, just because that's that's where you go. All right, all of our DLC is going to be in this. Buy this, and you will get all the DLC when it comes out. The thing that I don't like is that they do season pass and then season two pass now. Yes, hate that. Which is practically a, a, just a battle pass. Yeah. Well, that at that point, well, in in terms of like, what was it? Because FF15 almost did that. Where they were gonna go? Here's Until they your, canceled everything. Yeah, whereas here's your season. Here's your season pass. It's your three DLCs, and they're going. We're gonna do more. So a season pass two, and it's gonna have four more story DLCs, and they canceled it. But uh, how? Like, yeah. I I if <coughs> I think if it's like quality content, I don't care. Like that's the thing. Like if a season pass typically will will be like you, that. Like they might do a yeah, new if game. Yeah, it's plus. like the fucking. If it's like a Bethesda season pass, and I'll buy it because I know it's gonna be three new areas with three new stories. Or like, a bunch of new weapons and shit. Like the case for like, or like the, pretty much any big story game, like, like you said, Bethesda game, uh, the newer Assassin's Creed games, Final Fantasy. Pretty much, if it's heavy story driven, where the, your your season pass is more story content with newer maps, newer weapons, things were like that. If your season pass is get this new weapon, and it's like, I don't fucking care. Or like add me more game modes where like like uh you can add a new difficulty option, add a new game plus, add new shit where it's like give me a reason to play again. Yeah. Like just a reason where I'm gonna just jump in and play the game, not let me equip this weapon, see if it's cool. Nah, it's not that cool. Alright, well I paid what, fifteen bucks for this? That's a waste. Well, I, I hear that. It's like it's cool that now we live in an age where like 
extra content can be added in. But I do feel like there's something to be said. And I think we had talked about this before about how there was something to be said when companies had to put out a disc and that was the final, yeah, the the final, you know, cut. Or well, whatever. and like we we talked about version. The, like the thing is, PC games have had this for a while where you could add in and download content because like you can look at like Elder Scrolls, like Oblivion, right? Oblivion had the Shivering Isles and the Knights of the Nine DLC, where if you had an early 360. You had to go buy another game disc to install it, whereas you could just download that from you know wherever you got the game on, whatever. Like that, like games have been doing this kind of stuff for years, where it's like we're gonna add more shit to the game. They would just give you another disc before, or like uh, like Nintendo sixty four had like the expansion packs and stuff where you just well, but put in but a even thing. that like is fine because it but it it, it was, it, I think it just has to do with the fact that like. That a game well, yeah, if, with the internet and an update, and it's so easy just to put out extra content online and then charge money for it. Well, like my biggest thing is the fact that like you can launch a game and it not be fixed. Like we we'll, we keep bringing like we all love the game, but like Cyberpunk. Yeah. The fact that that game had to be like not it's not finished when you printed it on the disc. Where like there's so many companies who go, we'll have a day one patch, it's fine. And it's like you shouldn't have a day one patch. Like the game should just work out the box but it it we're not in that point and like now yeah like there's people who will put stuff behind a paywall or whatever like but then there are developers that are like no man's sky or cd project red now where it's like we're adding new shit it's just a free update sonic frontiers and then yeah sonic frontiers that's a big one and i cannot fucking wait to see how amy (laughs) plays on my actual steam deck instead of in a leaked footage but like yeah, I think I'm I'm in that front because like Sonic Frontiers does with the free DLC, the Final Fantasy 16 devs just straight up said we have no plans for post-launch content unless we finish this game first. I mean that's in then, line with what I was saying. Is it. free DLC is fine. It's all this like oh let's just make it you know make DLC yeah it's it's but all this extra I think like the 360 era had the worst. I remember Mass Effect three came out and there was. There were character. There was a character named Javik, that was a pre-order DLC, but you date him on the disc, and he is on the disc. And it's like, why can't I just have him then? And it's like, no, because we had to have. We wanted to put him behind a paywall, so he's he's technically you own him on that disc, but you have to pay us to unlock it. And it's like that that's, was the most egregious. That's the shit. kind of shit that sucks. Yeah, and like that's been a, that's been the case for a lot of things. Where it's like, here's your pre-order bonus. Like every mortal, every like Nether Realm fighting game, whether it be Mortal Kombat or Injustice, always had pre-order to get this character. If you didn't pre-order, get shit on. You can't have him. You know what's crazy? Matt didn't know that uh, Paper Mario was an RPG until yesterday. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I saw it was uh, just a GDQ playthrough, and I was like, "Oh, Paper Wait, Mario." Uh, Thousand Year Door, or just old school uh, Paper old Mario sixty four. Yeah, because it was based off it was based off of Super Mario RPG, which yeah. that I cannot wait. Oh for my that remake. gosh! I okay, there's... remake so it's gonna be same story, same exact yeah. game. Yeah, okay. just with newer yeah upgraded models, and I'm assuming some newer gameplay functionalities like uh the chain attacks that wasn't in the first one. That's something they brought over from the Mario and Luigi. And I just Mario hope series. they bring back the the parody Final Fantasy boss, which is what. It's not like a, an actual character. It's just like a Final Fantasy esque guy, 
and he has the four crystals. Well, because this game was developed by Square, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Square Enix made the original, and now they're they're doing it. Like, I don't know if they're doing it. I think they might. I I have no idea. I think that's why I I as much as I as much as I know like I'm I'm cool with the Bethesda acquisition. I don't want Square Enix to be bought because I kind of like how they're they have the be- they kind of have their hands in everywhere with like the Switch and with Xbox and PlayStation, and they're they're kind of cool with giving people everything. As long as, you know, they get paid for it. That seems to be their thing. Yeah. But no, Just that, look at their merch, and you know they love to get paid. The, uh, I love to, speaking of the Mario RPG and, like, all that, on Mario's 35th, we got the 3D collection that is now not downloadable, and you have to find a physical copy, and Mario 99. It finally which, jumped up to, like, 100 bucks, by the way. Yeah, and Mario 99, which is a, a now defunct online game that you can no longer play. Um, and, and also Fire Emblem Mario Shadow game? Dragon. It was it was literally like you have to beat the Mario level before other people. Oh, like it. Tetris 99? Yes. yes, it's exactly like that. You can't play anymore because they took it down because it was only available for one month. Um, Why? Because Nintendo sucks. Um, but uh, but then now, at some random day in June, they go, new Super Mario Brothers game, a Princess Peach getting her own game, Luigi's Mansion is get- Princess coming Princess Peach is getting another game, thank you. The DS would be... Remiss if you didn't mention Super Princess Peach. I don't have to mention that. What, game is, is, kinda what is that? Game? Um, and then it's we're this game where uh, you play as Princess Peach, and her powers are her emotions because she's a woman. Yeah, she can cry really hard. She can get really angry. She can spew out blood, uh, but only once every thirty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. It, 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 apparently, I I'm, I never played it. So I can't speak on the actual quality of the My game. My sister fucking loves that game, and I also very much enjoy it. And your it. sister's also a woman. Yes. And, and you're bi, so you're like half a woman, right? What? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Sorry. It's fine. No, but I like that we're getting more Mario love now than his fucking yeah, birthday. Yeah, they, they announced like seven Mario Universe games in that one Direct, and then it's like, just port all the old shit and then delete it. When do you think we're gonna get the Wind Waker and Twilight Princess? Fucking knows at this point. Because according to Jeff Grubb, who leaked Metroid It'll be Dread, in the last year before the next console comes out, I bet. Because, uh, the guy... It was who- supposed to... It was, it was, like, supposed to be coming out that this direct well me- fucking metroid prime hd was supposed to come out in 2017 and here we are yeah yeah the, the metroid prime hd was set on for a while fire emblem engage was finished and set on for a year uh, and jeff grubb who's leaked a lot of this nintendo shit like he leaked that dread was happening and prime hd was happening he says the twilight princess and wind waker are done and just waiting to be released because there's n- there's like nothing you have to do for that. Just map the map to instead of being on the screen to be to a button, and then you have a switch game. But why do you think Nintendo? I they I think it's because you think they do it even out of spite. No, I think that I think they're just stupid. Well, I think they just think we need a schedule that lasts all year, and we have to have one big game every three months. And just in case we don't have a big game. Six years from now, we can't release well, this one. Because that doesn't make any sense. Because well, like, if they release that right now, I would start paying for whatever service or pay for the game to play both of those right now. Like, well, and I, I, But well, if I they wonder, don't, I'm just not going to touch the Switch anymore. They're also big sluts for their fiscal year like 
reports or whatever. So they can't have just like one really good year and the next year is just not as good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because case in point, like the Switch's life cycle, like it had a bomb first like two years. And then year three was like, what happened? Well, year and three, then, they also didn't come out with anything. That's what I'm saying. And like, then year four, you saw another bit of a boom. But by that point, everybody that wanted the Switch had that a year Switch. four OLED? Uh, no, that year was five. year five. five. Well, that's insane is that since, I want to say year three was like the, the down year. Then ever since then. That was when been, you saw most of the Mario Sports shit. Yeah, well, and then since then, it's been, there is a banger every year from Nintendo. Whether it's a first-party title or like someone made a game specifically for the Switch, like they put out something big, and then like like still big games are like smaller throughout the year, and they I feel like it's because of that where they're like no they're like they they have a schedule behind the scenes, they weren't gonna put out Breath or the Wind Waker or Twilight Princess anytime soon because of Tears of the Kingdom, they're gonna let that game ride out its entire life cycle until it's dead. Because they're probably going to do DLC. They did it with Breath of the Wild. I'm going to say something controversial. Yeah? I don't give a fuck about Twilight Princess or Wind Waker. Give me Xenoblade Chronicles XHD. Whoa. I mean, damn. Not a fuck about Wind Waker? Not a fuck. Not Whoa. a single fuck. I've got a Wii that I can play that shit on just fine. That's true. I I want them all, man. Give me them all. I don't, I'll be selfish. Give me Xenoblade I mean, I'll X. buy them all when they, you know, but yeah. Xenoblade X needs to be first. What, what is Xenoblade X? It was the second Xenoblade Chronicles game after the first one on the Wii. And it was a Wii U exclusive. And it like deals with mechs and shit. It's still, it's still the same RPG that, that the others are, but it's like mechs, create a character. Honestly, the most black sheep of the whole family, basically. And it's lost on the Wii U. And there are people who will die by the fact that that game is like legitimately really good. And it feels like they're teasing it, too, because of the fucking future connected shit. There's a yeah. There's a tease for X. There's a tease for Xeno. Is it Xeno Gears or Saga? They tease. Uh, I think it's Saga. Saga is the one that they usually do, and then um, Xeno Gears is kind of baked into it. Like it, the the whole plot of Future Connected is kind of similar to. I actually, I just want to say fuck it and go play Xeno Gears. Where, what's the easiest? So worth it. Uh, Emulate it. It's on PS One, which you can emulate on just about anything. I would say probably. Like, could I? Do you think if if I had? Well, the Vita store shut down. Never mind. You don't was, need the Vita store. I was gonna say if I if I want if I could buy it, I try to buy them. But like if if I can't, then I'm gonna obviously do it. But that's true. So yeah, I'd say just I could pop just, it on your Steam Deck or your PSP or whatever. I actually, yeah, I need to get into emulating on the Steam Deck. I need to actually fully sit down and try. I mean, it. I I got into it because I wanted to play Sonic Robo Blast, and no, it's, I thought you it was to play Yakuza. Dead. The, well, he tried Dead Souls. I tried Dead Souls, Dead Souls and it just doesn't work. But that was the second thing that I tried to install after Robo Blast. Gotcha. Yeah. I'll, I'll figure it out. Because I'll figure it out. Because I, I want to play a lot of old school stuff that I can't play now. Because like, I still want to play... Uh, Vi- uh, not Vinland Saga. That's an anime. Uh, fuck, what's the... It's another Square RPG. Same team who did Tactics in this game. Fucking... Uh, Vagrant Story. Oh yeah, I've heard great things about Vegas Story. I want to try that. Um, but like, there's well, like, maybe they'll HD 2D it in the next like three years. So, could you imagine an HD 2D of Xenogears? That would be pretty fucking tight. I mean, it's already kind of in that style because it's like it's all like the characters 3D are 2D and, kinda, and the backgrounds are all 3D. So it wouldn't be that hard. I think the next HD 2D, besides obviously Star Ocean, which that was a surprise for me. Yeah, that uh, looks dope. Uh, is Dragon Quest three. <clears throat> Yeah, which uh, I'm hyped for that because apparently again I don't know much about the Dragon Quest games. 
I played eleven, and then I played one on my DS like years ago, and that's all the Dragon Quest I have. I'll still hold that nine that is the many best. Dragon Quest games. It's, well, it's kind of like Final Fantasy in that there's like the mainline ones are separated and all this other stuff, but they have so, they have a shit ton of side games. Not nearly as much as Final Fantasy. Uh, yeah, that's another thing from the direct. They're making a new Dragon Quest Monsters. Yeah, which was the first one that I ever played on the DS. I want to point out too that just looks like a Shin Megami Tensei game. Yeah, like full on, just it like Shin Megami Tensei four or three type, not three, but like four or Apocalypse, where it's like the your monsters are on the screen, but you are not type shit. Yep. I don't know. It looks it looks cool, and I'll give it a shot. Hell yeah. They said, also, speaking of Dragon Quest, Dragon Quest Twelve is supposed to be like a weird departure from the series. It's going to be more mature. They're, it's still going to be command menu systems, but they're changing it up, and immediately the internet's oh, like... Oh, like command menu, like Pokemon? Pokemon, Final Fantasy... Or like where you two. choose actions. Yes, and, okay. the command menu style. But, to be fair, Kingdom Hearts is a command menu style game. Because that is, quite literally, you have to d-pad the command menu to use magic or attack or whatever else now that i have this nice tablet i'm frothing at the mouth for that kingdom hearts mobile game oh, yeah, the that's one that, actually action combat the one that got announced to come out this year and has we've had nothing since yeah speaking of which i watched the star wars hunters trailer that got uploaded to the switch listing um <clears throat> it looks really stupid and bad but the funniest thing is at the end of the trailer it says coming 2022 <laughs> Yeah. Still TBD. <laughs> I I don't know. I, a lot of these, like, mobile, like, we're here just to make money type games, I don't, I don't have any faith in, like, ever. Yeah. Like, I'm only interested in Ever Crisis just because it's Final Fantasy VII remade. I, different style, that's about it. I, I feel good recommending Nier Reincarnation to you. I do want to try it. It's but... story-focused. You never have to do any of the summons or anything, and they give you a shitload of gems if you want to. They actually, with the way the pricing works, it's more valuable to spend 10 minutes doing quests than to buy, like, $30 worth of gems, which won't even get you, like, 10 summons. I want to, because I know they're going to add more uh, crossovers that I want to fucking do. I'm here, here's hoping that they do a Capcom crossover with, like, fucking Devil May Cry or some shit. Yeah, that would be perfect. Everybody's fine with putting Bayonetta in a mobile game, so put that in there. They've already done Persona 5. When's that Young Bayonetta game coming out? It's already out. Really? I haven't. Mm-hmm. I haven't it played it yet, but nope. I haven't. I've been lacking on my Switch collection. I, bu- I bought it because I knew I would play it at some point. So I was just like, fuck it, throw it in the collection, and I just haven't gotten around to doing it. I might do it. I, see, I, I say I might do it once I finish 16, but I've been itching to either play Nier or play Final Fantasy 4 or 6 again. So that's been kind of my route. thinking of route. finishing Tears of the Kingdom? Maybe. I'm, this is the thing is uh, yeah for sure. We'll I, see. I uh, I don't know Zelda. Like I think I know I'd like it story wise, but like there was a point kind of towards the end where like to, in terms not necessarily in terms of gameplay, but in terms of like combat and like just the date like the general vibe. Like I love the exploring and I like figuring out like shit. But I don't know, like, when when it came time to enemies, I'm just like, I don't care. Like, I liked boss fights, because I actually had to, like, use everything in my arsenal to figure out how to f- fight this thing, or, like, uh-huh. fighting a Lionel or Hinox. But, like, the general just, I have to go here, and it's like, there's fucking moblins here, just fucking go. Like, I, I started getting bored with the general vibe of the game, but then, then cutscenes happened, or story, or boss fights, and I was back in. But then, like, I just got, I don't know, I, I think... 
don't know. I'm, I'm starting to not like open world games. I think it's not Zelda's fault, but I think just in general, I'm I'm getting bored with open world because a lot of open worlds, like Zelda's at least still on the better side because it still incentivizes you to explore. Yeah. But like a lot of them are just empty. Well, like Final Fantasy 15 is a great example where it's like, why the fuck is this open world? Yeah. Like really? I would have. I probably would have loved that game so much more if it was linear. Like I'm not I'm not asking for like a Final Fantasy 10 or 13 linear where it's just hallways, but like give me something. Yeah, like, like some open area would be fine. Like the Monster Hunter style of areas and hubs, I think is the best way. Like 16 is doing that, and I really like, um, or just like games that do that where it's like I don't need open world at all. Like no thank you. Yeah. At this point, I'm getting tired of it because no dev knows how to... Like, I'm excited for Starfields because, like, I know Bethesda knows how to do an open world where it's, like, exploring gives you shit. Going out of your way to do something will give you new side quests, will give you some... Like, there there are reasons for their open worlds because they know how to do it. Most devs don't. Like, I, 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 I know I, like, sucked their dick for a while, but, like, the new Assassin's Creed games honestly are kind of shit in their open world style. Like, the older ones, like the Ezio trilogy... It's a small open world, but it is just big enough where there's enough collectibles to find, enough things to do, but then it's still linear in its, in its storytelling where you're like, you, where you're going is the next clear step to go. I totally agree, and I really hope the next one sticks with that. It seems, they said that uh, Mirage's open world is about the same size as Brotherhood's and just Paris and Unity, so... I'm just pissed that the, the Japanese samurai one is not that same style of thing. That's Also, I'm gonna be honest, at that point... Just go play Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. Like that that's basically everything we've wanted in an, a Japanese Assassin's Creed game. Can't wait for that to come to PC. Better. I actually low key, I, if I if I if I didn't have the PS5 version that's like just fucking amazing to look at and like runs perfectly, I would probably get the Steam Deck version. Yeah. But no, that sh- that shit looks beautiful. Dude, no, then this is for you specifically. It has an Arasaka mode which turns it into black and white film grainy with shitty audio like in the vocals. What? Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it has it has a classic samurai Japanese film mode, like Arasaka films, where the the audio sounds like shit. the The visuals are like the grainy black and white Japanese thing, and it's fucking awesome. I played the whole game like as it as it, as the standard gaming experience you want, but I decided to like fuck around with that mode, uh, doing like a new game plus. It's so fucking cool. It's like aesthetically pleasing where I'm like, I'm playing an Arasaka film. Like, it's so cool. Hell yeah. That Ghost of Tsushima is a great game, and I, I, I hate that it was fucking snubbed by Last of Us 2. I love Last of Us 2, but fucking Ghost was my game of the year for that. Yeah, we, we all love Last of Us 2, except for when it's at the Game Awards. <laughs> yeah, for real. For sure. Well, when it when it pretty much just ransacked everything. Yeah, because it was, it was destroying shit well, that didn't, it didn't have any right to do. Game of the Year? No, it did. It, did. it oh, got game it was, of the year, like it was score. Next year, that was uh, it accessibility. It takes two is the one that beat out. Uh, what did it win against? Elden Ring. No, Elden Ring won game of the year. No, it definitely did. It takes two beat out well, another, another thing, and then Elden Ring beat out God of War. Oh. God of Ragnarok was like the shoe in for for some people. Like, oh, it's got to be, and I'm like, I think Elden Ring will get it. But no, uh, I was happy was about it? that. No. Whatever, I, I just know this year Spider-Man's getting snubbed again. Which kind of sucks. I actually really liked Spider-Man's uh, PS4. Yeah. That's another thing. Before like, before we before we wind up and end the podcast, how do you guys feel about this year of gaming so far? So far, it's been pretty great, but I'm just ready for the last half where the even better shit comes out. Yeah. Because, like, 
Armored Core. Armored, Armored Core is going to be so great. Fucking but, good. I mean, Starfield. Bro, no, I'm ready to be stuck in those menus in Armored Core. Fuck the fighting. Just like just seeing all the shit. Ready to be stuck there for hours, and then maybe fight something. Uh, <laughs> ready for Yakuza Gaiden to come out. I'm ready. Next, also, how many games got that early 2024 tag where I'm like, fuck, if they stick to their release dates, we're on a good trajectory for, for a minute. Yeah. The next, like, year starting now is going to be just packed. The Persona 3 remake is, and Tactica is next year. I'm so hyped for that Tactica one, honestly, more than the remake. Joey's really hyped for uh, Metaphor. He's like, I'm more excited about that than the actual Persona stuff. I mean, to be fair, that's, like, a whole new thing. So that, that feels more in line with, like, ironically... Persona mixed with Shin Megami Tensei, despite that's what it is. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm this. I mean, this year alone, like the fact that we pretty much start the year with Resi Four, we get Jedi Survivor, Tears of the Kingdom, Diablo Four came out to rave reviews, and we get Final Fantasy Sixteen, which is getting yeah, nines. Yeah, everyone and tens I've tens. heard that have played Diablo Four have loved it. Yeah, and I'm like, I my my guess because usually don't they do? Isn't it like about six games they pick for game of the year? Uh, yeah, five or six. I think so. I, I think, think it's, it's going to personally for me. I think it's going to turn out to be Final Fantasy, Zelda, Starfield, Spider Man, Diablo Four, and you think Starfield's going to be in there? I think it'll be nominated if if it launches well and people are like fucking loving it. It's going to get nominated. Whether it wins, the, who knows? Game but, Awards is November. Uh, yeah, November. It comes out in September, so it's got the time. I bet it'll get nominated for something at least. It, I think if it if it launches well and people are fuck, like again, if Starfield starts blowing up on TikTok like we saw Elden Ring and Zelda, a hundred percent get nominated. I could see it getting best RPG, honestly. I get I my it'll my guess my guess depending on a de- good a de- good battle for sure. Depending yeah. on how Armored Core is, I could see Final but, Fantasy getting best action game. Yeah, I can see Starfield getting best RPG. Uh, Zelda gets best action adventure for sure. Uh, and also probably family game. Yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. Well, what else came out this year, Nintendo-wise? I think it's going to get best uh, original score or, like, soundtrack. The, that Zelda, one is going to be... It's maybe. Probably, that or Final Fantasy are probably going to be the, I, the I would, neck and neck ones I'm going to vote for Final Fantasy on that one. Same. I've, I've heard some more shit y'all haven't heard that I'm like, this is it. This If this doesn't win best score, I'm, I will be pissed. Yeah. This shit has blown me away score-wise. Which, to be fair, that has been the case with Soken's music in all of all of Final Fantasy XIV to where this is the game that's going to get him the recognition. That I'm like, nah, people need to hear his shit because it's stellar. Yeah. But I think, yeah, for sure that. And then, yeah, we like case in point, just later this year, we've got Starfield, obviously. Um, we've got a new Yakuza game. I don't know, man. And Cyberpunk's expansion's coming out this year, too. Yeah, I can't wait for that, obviously. That's obviously going to come after I play Starfield, but, you know. I will buy it day one to support, and then I'll come back to it later. Speaking of which, boys, three days from now, Steam Summer Sale. Oh, yes, let's go. I am, hey, I now have more money to spend, because I'm at home not spending as much rent, so we'll see what I buy on the Steam Summer Sale. Hell yeah. I might just go ahead and buy Guardians. I mean, if it's already, like, 17 bucks. I don't see it going much deeper than that, especially if it's on sale now. Yeah, you're probably fine. And who knows? Even if it does, I mean, I think I think the game is worth 17 bucks. Yeah, that's 
that's definitely my assessment as well, not having played That it. game was surprisingly really good. Like, I, I expected to not like it as much as I did, but it's like, oh, this is a really fun action-adventure well, game. Because it probably had to do something with, like, earlier... Well, their... Avengers. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, mm, that, An- another sucks. Another Square Enix Marvel game? No, I'm good. Yeah. And, then, and then I read reviews where they're like, no, no, no. It's a single-player game. Don't... D- just try it. And then I was like, fuck it. And I got the Steelbook, because I'm a Steelbook fiend. But, uh... <laughs> you are... I fucking loved it. Like, that game was, like, surprising. It was really wholesome. The character dynamics were great. The fucking story was pretty good. And then, it's again, it's a superhero thing, so you've got your, like, bombastic final oh bit. Oh, my gosh. I knew. Yeah, I knew. Trigger. Uh, but it was, like, it was like I fucking loved it. I really like this this story. And I hope, I hope that team gets to make another one. Well, I'm buying it as we speak. There you go. There you go. But, yeah. How pissed will you be if it goes on, like, sale for, like... Three dollars? Yeah. I'll be pretty upset, but I'll make that money back with all the other shit that goes on sale for three dollars. Well, can't you like also? You can refund, refund it if you don't. If you don't, well, I wonder how that works. It's a specific number of hours. You have to. You, well, I, don't you have two weeks to refund it? But then, it, if you start the game, you have to be under a certain number of hours. Yeah. Yeah. I know that because someone beat Sonic Forces before the allotted time of Dunkey refunding. Did that. Yeah, and then they just refunded Sonic I, Forces before. So when I was after I had my. Yeah, it's seventy percent off. I'm gonna I'm first PC. Um, I bought. I was pre-ordered Uncharted Four, and then it came out. And then like two weeks later, it was discounted. I no, I uh, built my this PC, mm-hmm. my beefy one, and with the motherboard, it came with a free <clears throat> code for it. And I was like, God dang it, let me <laughs> see. So I was able to because I didn't even launch yeah. Uncharted Four. I was able to uh, get a refund, and then I just entered the code and got the game. Yep. So I was like, "There's you know sixty bucks that I saved." So I'm I'm kind of with with BG on this. Where like I don't think I've I don't think I've bought a full price game yet on Steam, with the exception of the Final Fantasy Collection. I bought that just because I wanted I did it. Yakuza Ishin at full price because okay. it was the day it came out. Well, I yeah. also did Sonic uh, Frontiers. Frontiers. And that one I do not regret whatsoever. I guess, I guess it depends. If it's a game that I want to play on launch, then I'll probably do it. But for the most part, with my Steam Deck, it's just kind of been an indie machine. Or I just want to see if this works on Steam Deck and I'll buy it. But I typically will wait for sales. I'll pretty much wait for the notification of, hey, the I shit you want be, is on sale. And I go, how much? I would be pretty... I want to try that Marvel Midnight Suns game. If you guys Berserk are, game is twenty three ninety nine on Steam right now. What is? Berserk. Is it Band of Hawk or the one you were talking about? Band of the Hawk. I just got a notification, I think yesterday, that because it's on my wish list, that there was like, Band of the Hawk just came on sale. Yep. Band of the Hawk is... It might have been today. I'm not... I'm like. Isn't, it was, isn't that the Dynasty Warriors style? Yeah. Yeah. Let me, um, see, my, let me see my list. I... I've been playing, I mentioned this to you guys off pod, but I've been playing Battlebit Remastered, and it is so much fun. It is the gunplay that I really like of, you know, of Battlefield games, but it's just, it's just pure fun. There's nothing that I'm like, rage, I mean, there are like a little bit of rage quits where there's like, okay, somebody's like really good with a gun and shoots me across the map, but that's okay. That's just any sort of first person shooter. But it's just so much fun having, like, people, like, you get down and you hear somebody's like, I'm coming! I'm coming! Hold on! And then drags you because you can drag people and then revive you or just... It's just pure fun. And I, you know, now definitely want to be playing Grounded. But I think it would be a fun time to play a little bit of that together for sure. 
just because it's it's a first-person shooter multiplayer game, large maps. I mean, 127 people, Mac. You know that they have like a 32 versus 32, 64 versus 64, and then 127, not 128, 127 versus 127 mode. If it's uh, if it's Steam Deck verified, I'd yeah. Yeah, I'd I don't know about the anti-cheat because that's always where it gets like yeah, it held gets up funky. on the uh, Steam Deck. Still no Gundam versus or Gundam. Uh, what is it called? I've been playing that recently. Nope, and I've emailed them repeatedly. It's still very fun. I, I played. I've been playing that recently. A um, hero shooter in the Gundam universe is honestly like a stellar. And they're also just putting out a bunch of really fun new Gundam characters, and I'm fine with See, that. See, if they if they made it crossplay, you could probably play it on PS4. I can play it on PS5, and you can play on PC. Yeah, but they they don't do that either, which is annoying. It's like they don't want me to play it. <laughs> Specifically you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They listen to this podcast, they're like, no. no. We were going to do it, but this motherfucker wanted it so bad that we don't want to do he it. He hates Dune, so we can't <laughs> let him play. You find out the creator of Gundam is like a huge Dune <laughs> fan. Huge He's like, Dune fuck fan. this guy. Yeah. I hope that that's kind of a thing in Starfield. I hope that there's like a wacky wasteland perk oh, where you can just yeah. find a dead Timothy Chalamet in a desert. <laughs> oh, wacky wow. wasteland is like a fun way to just like... It's just got a tube running from his ass to his mouth. <laughs> I, I feel like I. That's what. How are you guys? Do you guys know how you're gonna build your character in Starfield? Like obviously, not, like stats and stuff would be different. But like, do you like? Do you kind of picture the character you want to create now, or are you gonna go like something that looks like you? Or are you gonna try to build something? Like- well, definitely the. I'll tell you like the 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 story I have in mind is gonna be like a Han Solo. I wanted. I want to be a pirate. I want to be a pirate. But obviously, if there's like areas for me to be good. I'll be good. I'll be a, a, a hero. But are you gonna do like start off as like only think about yourself, but through the course of the game become more of a hero and like? I the don't end? see what's interesting is like games like in like Fallout compared to Skyrim playthrough. Always sneaky Archer. <laughs> always, it's just too much fun and it's too easy. It's way too but easy. But yeah. when I go to Fallout, I I don't ever put stats into my sneak attacks. I'm like guns, and it's usually like. Not even automatic weapons. It's just single shot rifles that I'll just. I go. I go handgun. I. I don't know. I like like having those like revolvers. Yeah, those for sure. I, I definitely put stats into those. So it's like I. I don't know how I'm gonna feel about the gameplay, like the gunplay. I. I definitely. It's just gonna be one of those things that, as I'm, I'm playing gonna it, I'm gonna it think out, yeah. like, you know, maybe I'm gonna be way more into like, yeah. Just I just don't know. But you know, in in Fallout, you know, you could have. You're uh, on the hot bar. You could have it was four in each direction that you could put stuff. So you you could you know carry a bazillion weapons in your hot bar. Yeah, and you know you could have one that was you know for plasma or you know if you're like running out of ammo or you have one that you have very little ammo of but does a lot of damage. So you just will use that. Um, you know, it's we'll see how it goes, but it's going to be amazing. And ship, oh, I'm definitely going to be putting a lot of time into shipbuilding. Yeah, I can see myself really pirating the shit out of some ships and just building the most high-class vessel I can. Exactly. The thing is, I know that there's going to be people who are going to immediately try to min-max the ship, where it's like, this is the best uh, case with me the best fuel, best everything, and I don't need to move my shit. Like, I, I can't wait to watch all the videos of like, well, this is the best ship for this scenario, or this, or like, this is your best all-around ship, this is all this, and me, and me just being like, give me all this shit. I want to build... The thing, and I want to put it, look at, make it look cool as fuck, and I want it to fly fast. Yeah, 
Cause that's my thing. I want to get into ship fights for sure, but like I want, I want to be able to be flying and it just like zoom. I want that well, shit to go. I mean, it sounds like you you can have a hangar, so mm-hmm. like you can have multiple ships. So definitely, you're gonna have like a, you know, a starfighter. You know, oh, fast I plan, I plan to have like a, a one seater like starfighter, yeah. like the fucking like hull of like yeah, a, and then yeah. you're gonna have one that just has like a massive brig with like a huge amount of crew. I mean, that is awesome that you can like recruit people and put them on your ship. I mean, that's all like uh, outer worlds shit. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, super stoked for Starfield. They've confirmed that there's only four romanceable characters, I think, in the whole game. In the whole galaxy. Yeah. In the whole galaxy. In ten thousand planets and only four people you can fuck. Well ten thousand planets and you can only find four people that want to fuck you. Yeah. I think How I think what uh, what I think is gonna be just two dudes, two girls, and it's just like pick it to go from there. And with the previous games, it doesn't matter what your character looks like, they're just gonna be like, Fuck it, go for it, we don't care. Yeah. Unlike they, Cyberpunk they, where they're like they you get out- one. You're going to have one. That's it. The uh, They came out, or not came out, they were talking about in like some interviews post the direct um, or, you know, showcase that about like that they're heavily involved with the modding community in this game, which I'm so excited for. And then they even said that there's like, um, th- he says something about um, mon- like they're monetizationable, like, monetizable things in it. So I think there might be doing like revenue share, like mm. stuff which is incentivized. Well, they, they did that with uh with Fallout 4 and Skyrim where they added the creation club which was paid mods mm-hmm. where you would pay for it but the money would go to the mod makers in and well obviously yeah. and Bethesda but they they did a revenue share with them where it's like we'll put your mods in the game officially and but you get money off of it. Yeah. And like on well, one, honestly on, that it, which is like you're like oh no, you have to pay for shit. But it, what that does is it incentivizes like it incentivizes really good quality. You're like, oh, if this is good, you can pay for it, and it's it's worth it. You know, for me, I'll you know I'll pour. I'm definitely already. I'm seventy nine bucks deep already, and the game hasn't even come out. I would be three hundred dollars deep if, if that. Well, hey, now you can be five hundred dollars deep if you really want that collector's edition. I might, dude. I, I Jesus, I'm not that like I'm. I want the FF16 Collector's Edition, but I was like, nope, it's getting scalped, I'm good. I'll just hopefully find the statue later in life. Who knows? They might come out with... If they do more, that'll be cool, but like... I already on Bethesda's website have signed up for 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 email notifications for both PC and uh, Xbox. I I don't think they will, Uh, specifically because of that $300 Then why would they? Why would they say, like, please notify me when available? Uh, maybe. Why would they just? That's a standard thing on every website for everything that you buy. I don't know. <laughs> they should. If it's sold out, they should be like, it's sold out. Yeah, maybe. And it, uh, hopefully they do more. If they do more, cool. That's another thing that we got to talk about is the no f- no disc for any physical copy. So even if you go to GameStop and pick it up, <sighs> the dark future is here. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just gonna be a code. In a, in a plastic case. I mean, to be fair, you know, that you, you know, at least with like Xbox, you know, it's, you have your library of everything that you've ever owned and you can download it, re-download it, delete. That, that's nice. I, I think the fear too, though, is, you know, for some things it's like, and if my housings ha- will disappear. Yeah. Is, is that like, discs I, will I'm, be I'm, dropped, scratched. Like there's. You know, there's a lot. I yeah, mean, but we, at least if you take care of a disc, there's a guarantee that you'll have it in the future. Like I still like have that Transformers I, game. 
What which, am, where am I going to play that now? Well, and you still can't, really. I could if I had a PlayStation copy, apparently. Yeah. That's why those are so expensive. The Xbox, all Xbox well, versions? We, we tried, maybe yeah. that disc, but like, it It seems like it's not. If it's not updating or not, because that's the thing, is it's the update. I tried it I again, wondered, and well, it wasn't, it I was want, like... Did you try turning, I didn't, because I don't know if I tried this, but we could try turning the Wi-Fi off on the Xbox. Well, what if we... And let it just burn from the disc and see if we can play what, it. Yeah, what, well, we, what, what we probably should do is delete all the game files. Yeah, delete file, all the files. All the files. Offline. Off, yeah, and then just and put then the disc try. in. I bet it. Well, we'll see. That's we'll what see. I tried to do for Tears of the Kingdom, and it was like, nope. We know there's an update now. You Ugh. have to download it. You can't start it at all. Fuck you. <laughs> They're like, stop duplicating, you motherfucker. Yeah, stop doing things Dude, that I, you can do in a single player game and not affect anybody else. You already gave us your money. Fuck <laughs> you. I I learned about because like everything that was on TikTok was like literally just everybody posting about duplication yeah. glitches and you know. But that there are now, like, there's a bunch of these other glitches that nobody really knows because it's not the duplication glitch. But I watched this video, and it was so cool about all these other glitches that, like, are pretty awesome, but nobody cares because it's not, like... It's not going to help you. Yeah. Like, there's this one where if you get, like, all, like, the full Yiga armor, and you there's a banana in one location, and you move the banana... Because th- there's two encounters that are really close, like Giga encounters that are really close. And because you have the full Giga thing, they're like, hey, like, don't touch that. Don't touch that banana because we're waiting to, like, surprise somebody, you know. And so you move it to another encounter, which is just down the road. It, like, if you just wait, it'll infinitely spawn Giga clan members. And so it's literally, like, 30 of them just spawn in. I'm like, this is amazing that people, know, but nobody cares because it's... You're not getting more rupees. Yeah. So, yeah. It's it's a good year for gaming. I mean, it's. Ugh. I I this is the the thing is like, I don't I, I'll say this like I don't need a perfect ten out of ten game every single time. Like I like some games to just kind of be like smaller scale, like this get like, I forget where I heard it, but there was this dude who was like some games like sometimes you want to be swimming in sevens, and they were talking about video games or whatever, and they're like, look, some sometimes a seven out of ten game is just fine enough that it's like, this game was great, I liked it, you put it down and you're good, but it's it, it didn't waste your time, it didn't do whatever. Well, Not every game has to be like well, the I think, next I think gen what 9 out def- well, That's how I feel about Neon White. Yeah. Well, like, and I, and I, the well, way what that, I would call sorry. that, what I would call that for me personally is that game is perfect for what it is. Yeah. That's what, like, and there's, I could name, and they're pretty much my favorite games, or, you know, like, like, like Guardians of the Galaxy is one of those where I'm like, this is a probably solid like seven out of ten game. Which I I the way I view a seven out of ten is the game is still good. Yeah. Like I kind of hate that there's people who view seven out of ten as that well it's not worth playing. And I'm like, no, no, it's still good. It's still worth it. Yeah. It's to me, when than you get six to six and below. Yeah, six and below is kind of where you're starting to get like, and even six, like you can play a six game that's like on sale that would be pretty good. I mean, shit, Sonic Frontiers. I'm sure people would put that at like a five or a four even. I well, but you thought it was perfect for what it was. Yeah, I thought it was perfect. Well, I'd we play it again today. We kind of thought it of less of the perfect for what it was, but it was like comparatively, this is a step in the right direction, right? Because forces was shit. Well, I think that's what I, I think, guess. Yeah, perfect for what it was. Yeah, because yeah. when you because a lot of the, either like something was just so incredible with either a story or something like that. That's what puts it from the seven to a ten. Or if you're like. Well, this game can do it better. I've experienced this style of game, but there's some there's like features that I liked in another. You know, like you well, start, I'll, I'll, but I'll, like there's games that I mean, 
I I think metal like for me like Metal Gear Rising was a perfect game for what it is. I it was fun. It was you know like I can't, I don't have any complaints for that game because I also think that was because I didn't compare it to anything else. Yeah, you know what I'm I saying. Think, I think that's me with a lot of like I think I now I'm sure like if you looked at reviews, it's not a. a oh, oh no, it's me. You look you look it's at reviews. Pretty heavily. You look at reviews, it's pretty heavily loved, but I think it's because of the amount of memes and the amount of like yeah. culture, culturally impacted internet it uh-huh. has. And but, just the fact that it's a Metal Gear. Yeah. yeah. Most Metal Gear games get like heavily like praised, even if it's a shit one. Uh, for, like, 4. Well, 4 is not shit, but like... Yeah, it's just I, a I movie. Say, I say that as someone who's playing a game with 20 hours of cutscenes, but like at least Final Fantasy will let me play it. Metal Gear is like, I can set the controller down for like it's 6 really hours. really like... 10 minutes of stuff you can do in Metal Gear 4. Granted, the story of Metal Gear 4 is fucking great. I just wish I could play it. Yeah. I hope if they do a remake of 4, they add more playable shit. I don't think they're going to do a remake at this point. I think it's just going to be the, the Master Collection well, or whatever they do you call think, it. Do you think they'll do remakes of the non-HD ones? So we'll, we'll start with 3... Then we'll do one and two, or or like do portable ops, or do Peace Walker, or any I of those. Th- I think I could see them doing somewhat of a remake of Portable Ops and Snake Eater, and just combining them into the same game. You you know what? Uh, you know we're we're kind of winding down, but mm. being living my life and the years I've had of gaming and the games I've played, I think what I really would like is like new studios to put out like to start franchises. You know what I'm saying? Like to start, yeah, start a series, start a series. That's really like, cause like as much as I, you know, I'm stoked that Bethesda is making a, like Starfield. It would be really great to have a seven out of 10 game, a, a game that's perfect for what it is that starts something new from a new, a new publisher, you know, like that's also like make a new studio and start something. Cause I was going to say, or, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Essentially. Or like, like Borderlands, Borderlands do that perfectly. Like K2, that was their their a big a big jump for K two and it's like okay that started a great thing, it's time for me you know it's time for me to move on. After I wonder that. Well, I mean, after three. So, sometimes you've seen some good stuff like obviously you know the Killzone devs said fuck it we're gonna make Horizon, and they were like here's a new franchise for sure that we've that again a dev team that was first person shooter. Mm-hmm. And then they made an open world action I'm def- game. I definitely that mean started a new franchise for franchise for sure. Would love, but I also am, am for new studio yeah. that creates a new franchise. I think that's, that's. I think I think that's where you're going to get like the indies teams because like Hades, for instance. You no, know, that's that is that is the example. It's yeah. Hades for like, sure. But like, like it, Supergiant has been making games for. But a while, I'm also but they like, were, like tired of, of of indie games being like this one one side scroller game you know like one well, I mean, side scroll or like pixelated art style those like, are the ones yeah, that do and really they don't good. do anything else with it after that yes the, the, yeah the so, problem uh, is those are the ones uh, that do really good like um i was looking like because there's some 3d indie games the problem is that a lot of those games don't necessarily do well enough because i think 3d is harder to make look good if your team is very small for sure but you know i mean? mean that's like partly why i'm excited that xbox is is like doing like supporting all these indie. Set was it Sound of the South or something of the South that that uh, yeah yeah that like that, I'm excited because it's cool. it's new publishers that are getting money to maybe create new Some, friend yeah yeah so that's what I, I really am hoping for that's, the future of gaming. That's kind of been why I'm more excited about like I know I'm gonna get quality from PlayStation in terms of their first party titles, but like that's that's why I'm excited for Xbox. I mean, just kind of, of like like I would say like God of War was definitely that in I a mean, way. 
it was it was definitely the revitalization of it. Yes, like God of War, it was not not even shamelessly like they were they were definitely it was these guys clearly played Devil May Cry and wanted to do their take on it. Yeah, and then made the old God of War games, and then this new one was like, okay, how do we make God of War for now? Because mm-hmm. we can't just do the same. I, I'm shit just again. kind of tired yeah. of sequels. I mean, the problem is that like sequels make money and a lot, especially with how I mean, expen- well, yeah, well, but it's just so prevalent with anything pop culture. Well, and here's the thing: apparently, we're not. Well, well, case in point, the God of War devs are working on a sci-fi game now. Good, that's their next game because they originally were going to do a trilogy, but then they were like, with how long game time get dev time works, they then made Ragnarok I mean, the finale. Yeah, as I said, fran- yeah. new franchises is for sure, but I'm also want to give some love to new studios. Well, I mean, that's the, the problem with making a new studio is if it's not one that's already under a publisher, like you made a studio for a reason, then like you, you have to work off like Kickstarter or getting backing or putting your stuff out on Steam mm-hmm. and getting demos out there. Like there's a lot of work that goes into that. Did you see there's a wonderful 101 sequel now? Oh, no, it was just it was the DLC, oh. but standalone and they didn't fucking talk about it. Yeah. Okay. It's stu- Yeah, I wish I it- would love a wonderful 102 that, yeah, I would. Lo- I would just love. What's the what's the, what's the hey. update with that game that you were that 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 Halloween costume for with the guy with the top hat? Oh, uh, Professor, Professor Layton. Yeah, we haven't heard anything since that one direct. But okay. honest, I don't know why it made me think of that. Yeah, but, but honestly, I am very. I'm still very excited about that. I hope it comes out soon, and I hope it spurs Capcom to be like, "Oh, we we own Phoenix Wright. Let's make a fucking game out of it." Honestly. That was kind of my biggest, like, to what you were talking about, like, new IPs and new new ideas, was the reason why Scalebound getting canceled was so fucking maddening to me, because I'm just like, God, this was, like, something different. Like, it's obviously ex- inspired by action games and whatever, but it's like, here's this new idea of, like, you play this one guy, and then your your partner character is a fucking dragon. And it's an action game, all of Devil May Cry, Metal Gear, whatever, and it was on Xbox, it's gonna be Xbox One exclusive, and then it just was like, ah, it's not going well, cancel it. Yeah. And I was fucking pissed, because I'm like, no, this this seemed like, at the time, like, the game that could have been the start of Xbox One doing well, because, like, this is that crazy shit that you don't have, because all Xbox One really had was Halo, Gears, and Forza. Yeah. And, like, something else would have been, would have benefited them instead of just the same shit over and over again. Mm-hmm. They're like I don't know I, I I'm, I'm with you I, I want new I want new IPs I want new shit and yeah if if they're obviously iterations on shit we already have because like there's only so far you can go being completely original but like do something new yeah because I'm I'm kind of with you on like I say this as being somewhat hyped on Final Fantasy 16 but like sequels are getting kind of old which is why I've liked Final Fantasy for so long that I'm like each game is its own thing. It's not based off of like here's we're not following 16 games down the same Warrior of Lights path of whatever. It's just like no, new shit, new gameplay style, new whatever. I kind of want just more studios to to change it up cuz like that to me is more interesting than just well I know what I'm going to get. And I'm probably going to like it. But like like I I guess like Tears of the Kingdom and Breath of the Wild, it's like it's there's a big enough difference to, I guess, warrant it being a new game, but it's like, it's the same shit again. Yeah. Granted, good. Really good. Yeah. But, like, it is that thing where, like, may- I don't know. I would Maybe that team could have made, like, a really interesting game in a different engine and with a different style, but they're the Zelda team. They're going to make another Zelda game. Well, I mean, fuck, Breath of the Wild. Changing the formula up from the previous games to now. Yeah. Doing something different. Splatoon was fucking crazy when it came out because that was never been done before and now Square's trying to do that with soap I saw that which looks fucking stupid yeah well 
Yeah. Honestly, gaming, a lot of fun. Gaming is great. We're all excited for the future of this hobby. And yeah, yeah no, this... Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Starfield, I cannot wait for that game to come out. I, um, yeah, I, let's I need... give, a, we didn't do it this step, you know, so far, but a little love to our sponsors. Uh, we got, uh, Dubby, Dubby, we, uh, Dubby is the king. Yeah. Using it every day, multiple times. That I, I went away last week and I have, I was like, I'm taking a can of Dubby with me. I need it. Yeah. Which one did you take the push and punch? I had, well, it was we, an empty can. It was an empty can of the peach and I just scooped some push and punch in there. Yeah. I don't think I had the peach one. I'm kind of upset that y'all drank it all before I could have a, a thing. It was really good. It was, it was really good. I'm. I think so I'm so happy for you guys. Well, I just <laughs> think, I think I'm gonna or, like or, next one is gonna be a couple of the newer flavors that we haven't tried, and then I'm just gonna figure out my favorite. Yeah. And then that's all I'm gonna order. I mean, push and punch. I'm glad we got that one first because that's like the standout favorite. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like you can't go the, wrong. The with punch the flavor. galaxy grenade is isn't too bad, but it, I just don't not always want to be drinking. Uh, Jolly Ranchers. Yeah, it's 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 more of a, a refined taste. Yeah, but, but uh, push yeah. and punch. You can we have love it. Time. It's great. Dubby's great. You take take yeah. it sleazy. Take it sleazy. Ten percent off. Chairs for gaming. If you want a gaming chair, and then also uh, Spotify for you know. Yep. Yeah. So. Sponsored by Spotify because we're the best and they yeah. know it. Uh, and they, as always, they know talent oh, when they see it. Yeah, clearly. And as always, take it sleazy.